And welcome back to Friendly Fire. It is Carl and Ben Jordan. What's up, Ben Jordan? Hello, man. How are you? Welcome back. I'm good, thanks. Welcome back to you as well. Thank you. We're uh, we're here. We're we're back recording, which it feels yeah. like it's been a while. But we've talked about it a lot, but we actually haven't done it. Feels so I'm pretty glad we're good. Here. We we actually had a you know we had a technical glitch. We had to ditch one episode, which stank, you know. But uh, but hey, you know what? We don't even know what it was about. And I, I think that goes to show the quality that we're going for here <laughs> is uh, we don't even have yeah. a clue what. But we just got back from where were we? Seattle. Seattle. Owner Camp number nine. Owner Camp Alumni Spectacular. And we see it was spectacular, Ben, because you were there. Oh, and it was spectacular because you were there. It was good. It was different than the first one, but and not just because spouses came, not ours, other people's well, spouses. Significant others. Significant others. Some were engaged. Some were dating. Some some met in the lobby, and that was kind of interesting. <laughs> hey, can I bring her to this thing I'm already at? Um, no, but no, it was good, man. So we had a, Seattle happened. Yeah, we had a Taylor Swift look like. Yeah, Taylor Quick, as she calls herself. Yeah, and she actually, I mean, she does the impersonation thing as well as running her own business. So I think that was kind of cool. She runs like a couple businesses. Yeah, she was. She was one that I got to end up spending some uh, time with. Some time, uh, yeah. We'll we'll definitely talk about that. <laughs> she was in that the crew, but we got back. We had it. We we had a, a day early, a day on the other side of it. So mm-hmm. got back. There's lots to talk about, and so I think we've decided this will be the episode where we talk about owner camp and maybe some people who encouraged us. It was good to hear people saying, Hey, you've been listening. It's been good. We want to hear more. Um, got some good comments and feedback, but maybe we'll, you know, kind of mention them, but we won't so that they didn't make it. They didn't make the cut. <laughs> you know, we could go by name and then we could just, or we could just be like, you know that, you know, the one Carl, when we were in the car coming back from dinner, when he talked to us about it, we don't want to mention him though. I was thinking about when we were at dinner and Laura Camacho, can I say that? Yeah. Are yeah. we allowed to say names? Yeah, we can. No, Laura yeah. Camacho realized that we were the two people on the podcast. Oh. And she was like, wait a second. And I was like, that kind of cracked me up and made me feel really good. She's like, I've been listening to you guys. And I had no idea. And it wasn't until just now when the two of us were arguing a little bit at dinner, I think. And she was like, wait, I know those guys. So, yeah. She's like, wait, that's you? <laughs> exactly, right? Owner Camp was great. And it was nice. There were, there were quite a few people who had been listening. And, and it was, I think, the first time we had been somewhere together and found out that, you know, people cared on some level. And, yeah. um, but what I really want to talk about with regards to Owner Camp was what happened when we went on our whale watching trip. Mm, yep. And so I was responsible for organizing a uh, whale watching trip and a wine tour. And uh, the two of us ended up getting shifted off the wine tour where we should have gone uh, onto the whale watching trip, which I'm glad we did because I think I think we really helped in a, a kind of tricky situation. Um, we were there, and there was a 10% chance the weather was going to screw up our return flight. So we had to, we had to take these seaplanes, which is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, seaplanes were fun, and I was co-pilot position because I was just big. Not because it was honored, but yes, it was really <laughs> fun flying out there. I walked up, he's like, there's my co-pilot. 
There you go. And so, so taking the seaplanes over was amazing. You know, the weather was okay. It wasn't great. And then we land and I mean, it's, it's just nasty weather. It's just kind of that misting cold. Uh, and we, so I ended up getting in one of the kayaks, you end up on the boat, we take off, uh, we saw some sea lions and some other stuff. The boat, the boat people, you guys actually end up seeing whales. We come back in and everything seems to be going great. We've been told that we're all clear for flying back. There's no issues. And the thing was we had 33 people. And so it was four planes to get us over there and it would take four planes to get us back. Right. There were three, uh, 10 person seaters and one six person seater. And right. so, and so we're sitting there at this bar waiting on the time to go over to, to get on the planes. Brian from the tour company comes up and he's got this look on his face. And I'm just like, oh, man, what? And I look outside and it's sunny, right? I mean, it just looked nice. There's just no way. Yeah. He goes, yeah, we have a little bit of a situation. And I felt myself die a little inside. And, you know, I'm sitting there with Greg Hoy and. Greg cares so much, right? And so yeah. it, it totally the way Greg feels impacts me a lot because normally I can really roll with it, but I'm just sitting there going, oh man, I felt like I'd let him down and I didn't even know what it was yet. And then Brian goes, we need 10 people to get on a shuttle and go to another airport. And I'm like, okay, um, why? And he, sa he said, well, we, we only have three planes. We don't have the fourth plane. I'm like, okay, well, well, like what happened? And he said something about mechanical, like there was some sort of mechanical issue. Now, I mean, oh. we were still an hour out. And obviously, you know, Kenmore Air, who does the seaplanes, they only have so many planes. So I'm sure that the others were already chartered, already had their thing going. And uh, so you were not on that list. I was not on that list. <laughs> and then you come up as Hoy and I are trying to figure it out, and I just could not even hear you. I mean, you were trying to talk to me. <laughs> And I'm just, I'm staring at my phone. I don't even know what I was doing. Like at one point I thought I was doing anything and you're like, Hey guys, Hey, what's happening? And I was just like, please just stop. Please just stop. Cause I'm really confused right now. So you what was said, that like from your perspective? What did I say? The words you said were, let us handle it. Um, and so from my perspective, yeah, we, we get off the boat and, um, you know, we walk back across this beautiful Harbor and, uh, you know, the first mate's like, Hey, go up there. That bar's open. They've got great food and drinks. Beautiful. I mean, on the way back, beautiful. Like you just, it doesn't get more beautiful than that. It was, you yeah. know, upper sixties sun was warm. Like sun was actually like hot. It was great. I took off my jacket, but we get back and we, you know, there's football on and some people care and some people don't. And I was starting to talk to some people and we were like, Hey, let's get some drinks and let's go out, um, on the deck. And so we were sitting out there and one of the guy's wives was like really worried about getting on the seaplane back. And I said, Hey, do you know what, uh, do you know what helps that anxiety? And she's like, no, what? I was like, tequila. <laughs> nice. Uh, and so we get like a little nice chilled and dressed thing of tequila and you know we sip it and she's like i'm feeling better and i was like great and then the the waiter comes out and was like man uh let me take your check back so he'd already said it in front of me but he took it back and said there are some really nice guys inside that uh covered your drink and i was like oh crap <laughs> why were you like oh crap and because i thought my gut was 
that something was going on. And so it was like the preemptive strike. Cause I saw Brian come up. I saw Emily come up. I saw you guys in there and I look through the window and I see distress and I was like, Oh, so I, I thought it was a preemptive strike. Look, let's grab everyone's drink before we tell them this news. Um, and so I saw the distress. I saw you on your phone. Um, poor Greg doesn't, doesn't wear his emotions, not on his sleeve. So you can just see, <laughs> you know, like you can like, he is the physical embodiment of how he's feeling. And so, I walked in to ask if I could help. And that's when yeah. you were like, let us handle it. And I knew you didn't even look up at me. I knew that it was like, you didn't even know what was going on. Like you were, I totally knew that. Like it didn't, it didn't offend me. It just actually showed the level of like, Oh no, you know? And so I had that thought in the back of my head. I was like, well, here's the 10% coming to just stab yeah. a pitchfork in the back of this beautiful day. And then I was confused. Cause like you said, it was, a beautiful day. So I was like, well, maybe like earlier today, a plane didn't make it back because of weather and it's just timing. And so, yeah, I walked away and, and, uh, went back out and was just started to talk to people and look around and kind of see what's going on. So that was, that was my perspective of like the deck. I was like, Oh no, there's yeah. something going on. So keep well, going. It, what was interesting was coming out to get your drink had nothing to do with that at all. I had told him that we would pick up all the checks and it was more to get everybody paid before yeah, we walked to the deck or walk to the, the launch point for the seaplanes, you know, that was more about if they have to run everybody's individual cards, it's going to take too long and somebody's going right. to be in late. So that was, that was more of a strategy. Let's just take care of this and get it done. But yeah, you, you walked up and I still to this, I'm trying to think like, what was I trying to figure out? But, uh, it, it was just bad. And so we ended up, there were two different stories that I heard. One was that there was something mechanical. One was that the pilot was not fit to fly. Um, <laughs> so the pilot not fit to fly was what they told me back at Kenmore, which they said, uh, somebody said he was sick and then somebody else said not fit to fly. So sick could mean like, you know, maybe he got sick flying, not fit to fly pretty much means he was hammered. Right. I mean, is there anything else for not fit to fly short of he lost an arm? Although those guys oh, were only it. flying with one arm anyway. But say right. dismemberment would be the only other way that I exactly. would know. <laughs> oh, it turns out he got an ugly industrial fan accident on the way over. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway, so then the guy who's helping us out, Brian, basically says we that there were 10 people and it's all based on weight, right? You have to distribute it across the seaplanes based on weight because they're kind of small and, you know, the, you, good wind hits you, you know, you got to make sure. So anyway, he, he tells us the 10 people. And we realized that we're about to split up. Um, there was one couple who had different last names. And that kept happening, and, and we kept missing it. And so he was going to do that. And then Greg was like, shoot, we're about to do this to him again. And you had said you would do whatever. So I was like, well, shit. Let's keep them together. Uh, and I'll go get Ben. Ben said he was willing to go. And we wanted to make sure at least one person stayed back with everybody getting on the seaplane. So that was me. And then uh, Greg and Brett and you like went with the other, the other nine were the other, um, eight, yeah. seven actually. Right. Oh, seven. Yeah. Because there were, there were 10 originally. Matt, and so, yeah. so then you guys go off to get to the airport. We get on the seaplanes. I end up getting in a fight with the first pilot. Um, really? It wasn't a big fight <laughs> and I was actually okay. Like I was in good spirits. We had gotten all of our people there and he just did not like the list because they had changed the list on him as he was flying over. 
And yeah. so when he lands, he's got new people, and we don't have any identification, right? And so it, it's hardly like Homeland Security or TSA are all over the seaplane industry. <laughs> There's only so much you could do if you hijack a like seaplane. Yeah, you're gonna, miles. You're gonna bounce <laughs> off a building. It's gonna be horrible. Um, so, so he like didn't like some of the names, and and then at one point he kind of held his hand up at me, and and oh, I was mm-hmm. I was just trying to help, and I was like, all right, dude, let me know when. And uh, and some of the people that were there were like, holy shit, what's going down? And then he apologized <laughs> later. He said, sorry, military. And I went, oh, got it. And uh, <laughs> so, so we figured it out. And then he, he thanked me and shook my hand. It was totally fine. But he was just like – he was flustered because he didn't know who he was flying. And he was – you know, I can imagine if you yeah. leave somebody and you've been given this new list. So, so the first plane takes off. Then the next two show up. Um, and that's when I get word that you guys um, have got two planes – and Greg is getting on the first one, and then the nine more people are waiting behind, <laughs> which actually made sense because if one person was going to go on their own, you would want it to be one of the organizers, like either Brett yeah. or Greg. That way, if something goes wrong on that, at least it's not an attendee who's stuck somewhere. Right. right? Yeah. So the rest of us get on our planes, and we're flying back uh, to Seattle, and you guys <laughs> – are going to go to this other airport and then Boeing uh, from Boeing airfield, they're sending a plane. So explain what what you guys were going through because I don't really know. (laughs) Okay. So we get this lady that shows up in like a Dodge van that's, you know, from the late eighties, early nineties. And she's got little to no clue about what's going on or who's supposed to get in. And she's like, Hey, uh, Am I giving you guys a ride? We're like, I, I think so. Like, we're kind of trying to figure it out too. And so we all pile in this van and she's like, all right, first and foremost, let's hope we make it up this hill. <laughs> and so like looking back what, at what it the from hell the get is go, that? let's hope, hope we make it up this hill. That's the first well, thing you guys hear. Like it is legitimately one of like the first three things we hear because there's a, a real <laughs> steep hill to get out of the Harbor. And it's this old ass van. And so we like make it up the hill and she's like, all right, I didn't know if we were going to make it. Let's get up this other one. And so we're driving like back roads. It feels like Vermont or, you know, like, like kind of like Northeastern big tree, small road, at least from my experience, um, which I guess the Northwest feels the same way since that's where I was. But anyway, um, and then she's like, I can't go very fast because there's a lot of deer and we're just like, oh my gosh. So we, we ride over and I'm, you know, I'm joking with her and i'm like this is a really nice fan i mean like the faux wood paneling is phenomenal and she said we actually just got it and i was like oh yeah did you have was your other van from the econo line series and she laughed and she's like actually it was and so i was just trying to be funny trying to make light of the situation and we show up and it's like a small building that like wants to be an airport but like isn't really there's like two counters and seats and you know it's it's really funny so they're like, okay, you guys go sit over there. I'll make you some coffee. It's kind of raining now. Right. And then the weather started to turn. Yeah. And as we're as we're pulling up, Greg's like, oh, okay. I was like, what? He's like, well, looks like you're going to be on the four thirty flight by yourself, and then we're going to leave at six. Everyone else. And I was like, there's multiple flights out of this place. <laughs> like, what? So we go inside, and then yeah, we find out that there's a plane at four thirty, and they put one of us on it. Another plane. They're putting nine. And so that was when I had the thought. I was like, okay. I'm not, I shouldn't be the one to go. And what I was thinking is not what you said of getting stranded. It was Greg and you now we're up against this dinner, right? Like 
you're yeah. trying to figure out you've got the restaurant reserved it's like the media temple closing dinner and all i could think was i got i got nothing to do like i've got my wife isn't here whatever like it doesn't matter and so and i think it's important that for people listening that was the pressure that greg and i were under was that we had this really nice closing dinner and it was going to start when it started i mean there was like it was going to be really difficult to shift it and uh and so that was what we were feeling the pressure of was we had we had 10 people who had been on a wine tour that were going to be there waiting on us to get back. And so the split was just, oh, it was painful because the closing dinner is always just the crown jewel and, and the final toast and a photo with everyone and all these things that are really, really important to us. And I'm sure they're important to the attendees as well. But for us, it's like that's kind of the magic sauce is getting to see each other at the very end. So, so anyway, yeah. so, so you made the decision to, to let Greg take that seat. Yeah. And so I walk up to the lady and I'm like, Hey, can we switch Greg Hoy for Ben Jordan on the manifest? And she's like, I don't know. I got a call. The plane just got here. I don't know if we can change the manifest. And I was like, well, whatever. And you know, I'm just watching Greg on his phone and texting like the whole time we're there. He's standing off to the side and it was only like 20 minutes, but he, I, mean, I could just tell. And I was like, you need to get back, figure this out. We'll get on the next thing. It'll be fine. And then if we're late, we'll just show up late. It's no big deal. And so he gets on the plane and pieces out and you know, he's like, text me an update. Let me know what's going on. I was like, totally will. And you know, Brett and I are there. And so as he's getting on the plane, we basically find out that what should have been a six o'clock night uh, flight was now scheduled for six fifty. And so we're like, we've got two hours to sit here and dinner and, started at seven thirty. Yeah. So, and then I was like, well, I was like, okay, well, and everyone's hungry and like everyone's batteries are starting to die on their phones. And there was just this like general tone of like, Oh, we're going to be here for two hours. So people like started laying out and I was like, all right. So I went up to the lady and said, Hey, let's, uh, is there like a pizza place or a convenience store or a gas station? She said, yeah, there is. So let's run over there. And as we're driving, she's like, do you want to go to the little, the little store or the big store? And I was like, I, I would assume the big store. So I had more options. And as we drive by, it's literally called the little store. And then the next one is called the big store. <laughs> And it's what they're actually called. That's legitimately the name of them. And uh, <laughs> I walk into the big store and I was like, do you guys own the little store? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, what makes this from the big store? He said, oh, it's a little bit bigger. <laughs> well, and I was then, like, there you go, folks. All right. Uh, make it easy. And so I got a couple cases of beer, like six packs and Pringles and Reese's and Butterfinger and Chex Mix and just all the like crappy road trip snacks and was like, all right, this is now going to turn into a trip. It should feel like a road trip. So got that went back and essentially to skip over like all the details of it, I get back and we're, you know, going through, everyone's having a beer. We're, you know, eating food. We're telling like we're stranded stories and the, the it's now like seven. And like she said, we're going to try to fly the guy out early. It, he should be about six thirty. It's now well beyond when the plane should be there. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I should go check. So I walk over to check and she's like, all right, there wasn't a ceiling. So, or the ceiling didn't, whatever airplane talk, Lingo. but essentially yeah, the, yeah. the plane couldn't land. So the plane had been circling for 30 minutes and now was returning back to Boeing. Uh, and I was like, okay. And at this point, Brian, the guy had shown up with like, <laughs> with a basket of like water and Pellegrino, San Pellegrino and stuff. And so we were, we were in okay spirits, but I kind of waved to Brian and he comes over and I was like, okay, 
let's go ahead and assume the plane's not going to work out because the weather keeps changing. Yeah. What happens now? And he said, he's like, what do you mean? I was like, how do we get off the island? <laughs> Which it was the opposite of Survivor, right? We all really wanted off the island. We didn't want to stay. Ben Callahan had already called hotels, but I was like, we've got to get back because we can't miss flights tomorrow. So yeah, we, yeah. So we find out there's a ferry and it's leaving in 25 minutes. Yeah. That was the thing that I was also worried about. Once we realized that the dinner wasn't an issue, it was going to be like, well, shit, people have flights they're trying to get to tomorrow morning and we can't screw up everybody, you know, having missing a whole day from work after all this other stuff. And, you know, Brian was texting me and, and saying things about hotels and I just replied back, dude, not acceptable. You know, it's these people have to get back tonight. It's it doesn't matter how. And so he just he replied back. Um, oh, what the hell did he say? It wasn't like Roger, but it was a uh, message received or something like that. Right. And you're just sitting there going, oh, God, the hell. <laughs> well, and he I, I didn't know that happened because like, he definitely was like, um, <laughs> he definitely was like, we've got to figure something out. And then at that point, he was like he said something about you and that he'd been talking with you a lot. And I was like, are you talking to Greg? He's like, no, Carl's like, you realize that Carl and I are like partners. We like run the same business. And he was like, Oh no, that makes so much sense. And I was like, I never got an explanation for that. But essentially he ran, grabbed his van, um, brought us down to the ferry while we're at the ferry. I'm calling a charter. Like I, I literally went over to like the pamphlets rack and it was just like, like <laughs> I pulled, I pulled like the fairy pamphlet and I pulled like oh, three man. charter line pamphlets. And I was like, okay, Ubers are stupid. Like they're going to be oh, yeah. crazy expensive. We could charter like, yeah, I just had this idea. We could charter a bus. Like we could get back and then at least it feels like a high school, like band trip. So I start calling the last ferry or the last charter bus leaving from now, um, something Cordis, Aero Cordis or Oppa, whatever, but wherever we landed the last, um, so the last ferry left San Juan Island at seven twenty five, and the last charter bus left the airport at seven Oh five. So there was no charter bus anywhere to be found. They were all, it's Sunday night. Like the whole world closes up there apparently. And so at first I talked to the lady and I'm like, you're going to refund our flights. Right. And she's like, Oh, absolutely. All the fees, everything will be refunded. I was like, okay, we're going to, and I, I went to the group. I was like, here's, here's my gut. We take the sure thing. It's going to suck. It's like an hour ferry. It's like a two hour ride. Once we get there, it's going to take us four or five hours to get back. But my gut is we take the sure thing. We don't wait on the plane and get stuck here. And they're like, okay. And kind of hesitant, you know, a little bit. Like some people were like, yeah, some people were like, no, but we got it. And we figured it out. And while we were waiting on the ferry, we ran out to the thing called, this is again, it was called the general store. That's what it's called. The general store. Everything there is apparently called what it is. Um, we get phone chargers and bottles of wine and bottles of water and all sorts of stuff. And we get on the ferry and ride the ferry over and, you know, have fun there. And there's puzzles everywhere. It's the nicest ferry I've ever been on. And, you know, we just, it just turns into this trip where essentially we were all in it together and everyone committed to it. And, you know, there are some people that once we were starting out, had a really bad attitude about it um, for every reason in the book, but we just all like, it was that road trip thing, right? It was that like college, like it felt like a movie where we were just like, okay, we're going to make it through this. And so we got on the bus and, you know, we were all punch drunk at that time. Some of us were working on being real drunk. Um, and you know, we stopped and got pizzas. We bought like everything on the menu possible. We were like 
three chocolate cakes and four garlic breads and we were just gonna make it a party man and we pull in at midnight that you know? was crazy you you guys shared the photo of ben callahan holding what looked like nine pizzas yeah and i was like well i guess they won't get hungry and then i went holy shit there are nine of them and they got nine pizzas <laughs> what the hell what are they worried they're gonna get submerged somewhere and they're just gonna well we don't want to have to eat each other's limbs so we decided you know so that that was crazy but but that's the other thing we're sending sending photos to each other at this point right and uh and greg was back by the time you guys got on the charter greg was back and uh and i had managed to push dinner back to 8:30 now here was another thing i pushed dinner back to 8:30 and we lost some people who had early flights and said they weren't going to come to dinner now and uh, and it wasn't bad. It was just like, yeah, you know, it was a long day. I think we really lost some people to the wine tour. I th- think they got a little too saucy on the wine tour. And so then the idea of a late start, they were just ready to crash. And so that, that was killing us a little bit. But Greg actually tells me a story. While you guys are, you know, you're sending these photos and we're trying to send photos back, not looking like we're having too much fun. Um, and Greg said, you know what, I'm really glad that Ben and Brett – were, are with that group. And he told me the story of you like talking to the, the woman driving the van and how you offered her your hat and mentioned her hairdo. And, and Greg's like, hairdo? Like, wh- where has Ben from? 1932? Hairdo? And so it was just funny. And he started saying this. And I started realizing, you know what? That is what people see in you. You know, and, and I've known you for a while now. And and given that we're we're in this experience together with with engine works and all these types of things, you know, I see you in a different light, you know, and, and I'm trying to help. I'm trying to you know, you get a little weary. You want to make sure that that, that person is, you know, not getting overworked, is not, you know, taking too much responsibility. You want to make sure that you're pulling your weight and all these types of things. Well this is a totally different scenario. Now you and Brett are truly becoming heroes in a way. You've like, not heroes in the sense of rescuing somebody from sudden death, but <laughs> heroes in the sense that, you know what, you made Greg feel better. He felt, he as much as you may not have known it, he thought the way that you were having fun with that woman was hilarious and the way that, you know, you were just taking it and making it a party. And so I, I saw this gift that you have where you can take this bad situation and turn it into a road trip. And I mean, the realization was at this moment when you guys were still stuck and on your way back, but it it just gave me comfort. I mean, it made me feel like, well, shit, I couldn't have picked, you know, a better person to be there. And Brett's doing lots of logistical stuff. And he's, the two of you are getting to know each other and are starting to, you know, form a friendship. And so, so I think it was, it was really a, a magical opportunity. And, and again, for me, it was just, I started to understand now why the people at engine wanted to work with you. I think they saw that gift of being able to take this bad situation and make it a fun situation. Now, that, that's not, you, you don't want to create bad situations just to have fun, obviously. Um, <laughs> because, because, you know, when you're at work and something goes wrong, that's not the goal. That's like, hey, let's get Ben. It'll turn into a party. Um, but it was, it was one of those things for me that as I'm sitting there and listening to Greg tell me how great you were, I'm just like, wow, okay, this is, this is pretty cool. So, so back to you guys. You're, you're getting ready to get on. You've gotten the, all the food. Now, have you guys gotten on the bus yet? Yeah, so it was. <laughs> it's a 100-person bus, right? 
<laughs> this is like tour bus. This is this is like bathroom in the back. Um, yeah, like I don't know, thirty-five or forty rows of four seats. Like it's the full deal, and it was just funny because like we get off the ferry, and the funniest. I mean, there's just all these funny moments, right? Like where we're sitting in these tables on the ferry on like the third floor, it's a ginormous ferry, and uh, Ben Callahan's kind of like correcting people like we were like hey and when we get to this next island he was like when we leave this island and he kept kind of like correcting and then as we were pulling up to our first stop of two he realized that we had been moving he like didn't think we had been moving like this thing felt like a like solitary or a solitary building that was just sitting like it, <laughs> you couldn't feel any movement so there's these funny moments or you know kind of people were doing that but we get out and it's dark and we walk out and we're trying to find our bus. And this just giant tour bus is like, psk, like pulls up and there's this guy. And yeah, so we spread out and we're, we're trying to figure out, you know, this is where like, I don't know how much you were involved in it, but Greg was trying to make sure everyone got dinner. Right. Cause it's like Sunday night. It was so. a big deal. Yeah. He really wanted to make sure that everybody was taken care of as much as possible. Yeah. So he's like, we'll order everyone room service. Just tell me what to do. I'm here on this end. I can help. But it was that logistics thing. Like we wanted, everyone wanted to get going. So we were like riding on the bus and we were looking up restaurants and we were like running scenarios. And we're like, okay, well this kitchen closes at this time. So that wouldn't work. What if we had food delivered? What if we did this? And finally, like we had been talking about pizza so much. Cause we're like, let's just find a quick pizza place that we found this one. And like lamb something, some random city, an hour, like halfway back. And it's just like rock and roll wood fire pizza kitchen. And so I call this girl and like have everyone DM me their orders on Slack and we should order all this stuff and stop and get it. And you know, that's when we were like drink, like Brett and I were sitting in the same row of two, like we were sitting next to each other in a row and we had all the rows in the world and we were just chatting and drinking wine out of the bottle together. And it was, it was just like little sweet moment of the community that had been made of like that picture of you guys cheersing us like, Hey, wish you were here. And us going, you know, we're starting our second excursion, wine tasting. And like, we were just, it was funny and it was great. And I realized that like attitude, you know, 100% drives this thing. And there were a few moments where everything lulled and you could tell everyone was just like starting to soak into the reality of what was going on. And I just was like, man, I think we can present a different reality. Like we can, it happened a few times. Like there was one, one of our breakout sessions was about like, how does this end? And everyone was talking about you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It sounds like overly, you know, counseling and positivity and half class full, but like we were, everyone was talking about like the things that suck about running a business. But all I heard them saying was like, my goal for the end is more freedom. And so I just took a minute. It was like, you guys realize like how good we have it, right? Like we have a choice, like we're running companies. Like all I want is the ability to craft my own happiness. That's all I want is just to not have to feel like I've got to be at work at a time where I'm, you know, that kind of stuff. And I just, I don't know. I, I realized that you have a choice in how you're going to approach things and how you're going to let the world, you know, deal with you. And it was, it ended up being some of my favorite memories from the trip just because it was that solidarity, like misery loves company. And it was just this funny forever journey. I mean, it was forever. <laughs> like it had like seven stops, you know? And then you guys, and you guys finally got back, obviously. And I think midnight, it was around yeah. midnight. And as I was walking back from dinner, your big ass tour bus was still out there. 
<laughs> and I come around the corner and I see it and I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. Look at that thing. <laughs> it's huge. And, uh, and I did, I just, I quickly looked and gave a nod to the driver who I guess was trying to figure out where the hell he was. I don't know. He was a story all on his own. Cause like he drove past the pizza place. And so I like walked up, was like, Hey, it was 196. He's like, well then why did I have 167th in my head? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. It's definitely 196 though. And he's like, all right, I'll turn around. And then I decided to talk to him and. Uh, which maybe Carl, maybe you know this, but I was like, how long have you lived in Seattle? And he's like, Oh, a year and a half I said, why did you move? And he said, life is hard for a homosexual in Florida. <laughs> wow. I did not know that. I mean, I knew it was hard. For- <laughs> okay. I'm, ha- I'm glad he shared. Yeah. And I was like, I get it. And he said, they understand homosexuals here more than I even thought you could. And I was like, well, I'm glad you found a home. And he's like, I have. And I was like, cool. Let's get some pizza. <laughs> here's here's some pizza. Let's make it happen. But yeah, so it was, I mean, it was definitely an experience. And, you know, it ended up being a fun Friday night. And I think people will remember that more than some of the other things. And it just shows it's all about perspective, you know, and how you want to approach things. So, but I appreciate the compliments, man. Well, you're welcome. And, you know, I appreciate you being there and, and helping Brett and making it, you know, making it actually turn into a little bit of lore and and I think a whole lot of memories. And I think that'll bring us to the the end of this episode. You know, we, we got back home and, uh, and we can talk about what we had uh, waiting on us uh, in the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool, man. We wrapped another one. We did it. We did it. There's another one. The people who are listening, you're welcome. These are my favorite parents. I can't burn them with lies. <laughs> you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> I've always wanted to walk up behind someone and like on stage or something and be like, you sit on a throne of lies. What is it? What is it? You smell like lunch meat and something. What is it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Which one are you quoting now? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so happy right now.